Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dance Colleges and Careers. I'm your host, Brittany Noltemeyer, and I am here to help you navigate that college application process. But along the way, I like to add a few tips about dance competitions, careers, and college. So today, we're diving into dance competitions. This episode, we are talking about relationships. I'm not talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about our relationship to our music, to our fellow dancers, and how that changes throughout our piece. This is very relevant for all of my competition dancers out there, but also as you're applying for college, and if you have to do that solo, this is very, very, very important. Tune in, and let's get to it. Today we're talking about relationships because I want to help you with your storytelling. I have to be honest with you guys, when I'm judging, there are always four main categories, maybe more or less, sure we can divvy it up more, but I'm just gonna give you a general rubric. Technique, musicality or execution, choreography, and showmanship. So this episode is to help you improve your showmanship. Who am I and why am I even talking about this? Well, I've been a professional dancer for about the last 10 years. I'm also an educator and I own a children's theater program here in Orlando, Florida. I also judge several dance competitions and I travel almost the entire spring. So I get to see a lot of routines. I have to say probably over 10,000 routines a year. Stay with me because this is really important and it might help you when you're trying to figure out, oh, is this a smiley dance or a straight face dance? That's a immature way of thinking about how we perform. And even if we're a perfectionist and really afraid to change our facial expression away from this, I have tools to help you choreograph those facial expressions because, because, because it's so important. So how can understanding your relationship improve your showmanship? That is going to help when choosing the correct music for yourself or for your students understanding your relationship to the music for yourself or for fellow dancers on stage, and then finally, how that relationship changes throughout the song. So the first topic with relationship is choosing the right music. So whether we are choosing it ourselves, sometimes I hear that at studios that you can pick out music and bring it to your teacher, or if your teacher picks out your song, or if you are an older student starting to work on choreography, this is kind of more for you, you have to think about what as, what's the relationship the dancer has to the singer in the music. If you don't want it to be a romantic dance, you can't choose a romantic song. Of course, there are songs that you can make it sound like other things. You can give it a new, a new swing. You can make it be about friendship, best friends, mother, daughter, other relationships. But some songs only talk about love and you can't get away from it. So if you don't feel mature enough or if you're not old enough to pull that off, choose a different song. It's that easy. So if your music is already chosen and you don't feel like you can... F- make a very strong connection to the relate to the story or if you feel it is a little too romantic for your maturity level that's okay now we need to move into step 2 step 2 is understanding our relationship to the singer if you are a soloist there's two options here are you the one singing the song or are you the one being sung to let's say i'm doing a solo to a michael bublé song well 
I would look pretty strange. Let's say I'm lip syncing. Obviously, I'm not going to lip sync because that would not be good. But let's say I'm lip syncing to a Michael Bublé song. That wouldn't make any sense. It. I do not. I would not look like I was portraying Michael Bublé as this character. I would look like Britney, the one getting danced to, Michael Bublé singing at. Oh, that would be wonderful. In that scenario, Michael Bublé singing the song. I am the dancer he's singing to. Or so, so maybe let's say I am the friend, daughter, or love interest that he's singing to. Or if I were to be performing a musical theater song to show off that Sutton Foster sings, I can act like like that character and I can pull that off. Basically, the test is if I were lip syncing it, would it make sense on my body or would it be really confusing? Because you don't want to confuse the audience. So as a soloist, are you the one singing the song or are you being sung to? If it's an instrumental, the thought process is a little different, but you still have to create dialogue to your instrumental piece. Nobody wants to see three minutes of this. I don't care how heart-wrenching it is. It doesn't make sense. It would be like me talking like this for three minutes and you would really lose interest even though my legs are going woo, woo, woo because it doesn't make sense. That's a good place to start as a soloist. Let's talk about the other dancers on stage. If you're in a duo or trio, I think this is one of the easiest areas to connect. Almost always we're really good friends, right? If nothing else, we've been teammates for a long time and we have a really strong connection to our partner. Whether we're in a fight or not, we still have a strong connection. We understand them and they're family. They're fr- our best friends. And so you have to look at each other, connect with each other and decide what your relationship is. And this is where we get into our third point. This is where the relationship goes. So where it starts at the beginning of the song, where it is in the middle and where it is at the end. A couple examples. Are you guys best friends? Is it a love interest? Are you family? Like big sister, little sister, or big brother, little whatever? Or are you enemies? Are, is it a contemporary piece where you're like this the whole time and you're staring each other down? If you're enemies, where does it go in the middle? And then who wins at the end? I can't tell you how many times I watch routines where we just walk past each other and we exit and it's like, oh. Okay, so what happened? What was the conclusion? Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it feels like an unfinished story. So it's your job to finish the story. Give the relationship immediately, tell the story, and complete the story. We want to know what happened. We are invested in your story, and we want to be entertained. We don't want to be confused. We want to be with you, following you. But when you can make us feel something, when you can give a mature, real, and connected performance, that's when we go, these kids can be professionals. Okay, so I want to help you with your solo right now. So write down, write down the title of your solo. Now I want you to say if you are the singer or if you're the one being sung to. I am going to say I'm doing show off from the musical Drowsy Chaperone. So in that case, I will be the singer. Now to take it one step further, I'm gonna go sing that song. It doesn't have to be totally in pitch or in pitch at on pitch at all, it doesn't matter. But I want you to sing the song to feel how the singer 
is singing and watch yourself in the mirror. Obviously, if we're singing, I don't want to show off no more, that's probably what we'll look like on stage, right? So close the bathroom, go to the car, sing in front of the mirror, get silly, get playful, and see what you would physically be doing if you were actually singing the song. Now you need to have three things that happen in the song. Where do we begin? She starts with, she starts pretty like meek and subtle, pretending like she doesn't want to show off. And then by the end, she really is showing off, but it's ironic that she's saying, I don't want to show off and silly, even though it's like the biggest show offy number in the world, right? So first I'm going to say meek, shy, introverted, Then we're going to find something in the middle, maybe where it gets really big or embarrassed or we find another moment. And then at the end, it's it's big again. But it can't just be big, 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 because then there's no ebb and flow of the piece and it's not interesting. So you need to create moments where it gets big and it gets small again, not only physically, but it has to show up here just like it does in her voice, because her song has dynamics, just like your expression should as if you were singing it. Now, finally, before you get up and do your dance, go sing the song again now, just a little bit more in tune with how you should be reacting to the song. This should be a fun project. It might not be for some of you. You might be so stressed about this, but that's why you need to do this. That's why you have to do this right now. And you probably have to do this exercise 10 times more than other people who might be more extroverted or might be just more comfortable with um, changing up the facial expressions. I'm here to tell you, your judges want to be entertained. Your audience wants to be entertained. It's not only about the kicks and turns. And it is a lot more than just when your teacher says smile. At least it can be. And I believe that you can do it if you do a little extra homework. It doesn't get easier unless you practice it and use the tools to make it better. I know you can do it. Please come out and entertain us. Excited to see what you got. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe below.